Welcome to Hachzik, the Daily Musar Impact Initiative. Everybody, we are back. This is going to be Monday, number 42, and we are on page 167. He was speaking to us now about what a person's obligation in seclusion is. That if somebody is secluded, what it is that Hashem is um, telling us and our attitude meant to go about it, how to use it. So I want us to read, because this is a shorter day today, so I just wanted to read through on page 166 on the bottom, Seclusion in Our Times. The practice of retreating into seclusion for a time in order to connect with Hashem was followed in more recent times by both Hasidic masters and Muslim masters, while nowadays it is rare for anyone to do this for an extended period. The Chavetz Chaim advises adopting the practice in a more modest way. Quoting the Shlach Kaddish in the name of the Sefer Haredim, he writes, Once a week, a person should withdraw from people and seclude himself with his Creator. He should fix his thoughts on Hashem as if he were already standing before Him on the Day of Judgment and should speak to Him as a servant to His Master or as a son to His Father. Rav Shlom Evolben Ali Shor expresses the benefit of occasional seclusion as follows. If not for the night, we would not know the stars. During the day, the light of the sun conceals them from our view and limits our focus to earthly life. But when darkness descends upon the earth, new vistas are opened to us and the stars are revealed. It is the same with a person's inner world. While he is among others, his focus is entirely on practical matters. He's aware of only the earthly aspects of his personality. When he withdraws for a time from social interaction, dusk envelops his earthiness and the heavenly aspect of his soul is revealed to him. He discovers emotions and inner yearnings for holiness that he never knew existed within him. If one truly desires a glimpse of the heaven within his soul, with its many shining stars, he needs to dim his earthly activities for a while. By reflecting, by reflecting upon himself in solitude, he will uncover new worlds of nobility, purity, sanctity, and longing for eternal life in the recesses of his soul. So incredible. That is the koach of seclusion. Like Revolba says so beautifully over here, you don't know the stars that are lying dormant inside you because you're so busy seeing the rest of the world. Whereas in seclusion, a person gets to really find what it is that makes them shine. Now, can we do it all the time? No. Does it make sense to leave your family and obligations? He'll talk about that. No. But can we find some time to do it? It's incumbent upon us too to be able to have that. All right, let's keep on going now. And there's a story about one of these Purushim, like we just discussed yesterday. He left in order to teach a certain community about the service of Hashem. We'll see that in the end, he's the one who ends up learning. He's found that they're all wearing the same color and uh, the same kind of adornments. Basically, they all were dressed the same. And he saw that all of their Burial places were opened to their homes. He didn't see any women amongst them or children. What's going on over here, he asked. And they answered. This is the way wearing one color. We shouldn't know who's more wealthy or less. And nobody as a wealthy man may fall into the trap of feeling arrogant or feeling egotistical over others. We shouldn't have to suffer from that challenge. So therefore, we just dress the same. 
or for the yoni to feel embarrassed. And so that our condition while we're living on this earth, it should correspond to our future when we're buried beneath it, which is simply, we'll all be dressed in tachrichim either way. So to give us a good look at kind of what it's going to look like in the future. As it said about one of the kings, that in order not to feel too haughty, he went and walked amongst his common people, dressed like them, to feel that way. Similarly, this is how they decided to go about. And this, that we have open graves right in front of our homes. So we can take an example from them. And to know what death is like and to be ready for it, to prepare ourselves. And in order to prepare those provisions needed for this trip to go towards Menucha, what is the provisions prepared to go towards the ultimate Menucha at the end? Of course, that's Tshuva. So we look at these open uh, these open graves and that's what we think about. Olam Haba is everything. Am I ready for it? Am I prepared for that Olam Haba? And this that you saw, our dear, dear Poresh, we don't have our wives or children here. Die, you should know. We made a certain place for them that's pretty close to over here, a district that they live in. And whenever one of us are needed over there, or if we need something, we take care of our obligations. We do what needs to be done, but then we come back here. Because we have seen. The amount of distraction from our minds, the great loss and extensive exertion, the efforts, the anxiety, the demand that it has on us. We can't focus on what really Olam Haba demands for us to focus on. So we have that serenity now. We can stay away and we can bask in what it is that we're meant to prepare ourselves for in Olam Haba and we can really distance ourselves from the evils that Olam Haza would demand of us. These words were so good to him. He gave them a bracha and he encouraged them to continue. Now, we have to understand and appreciate that a person can't just go and leave his wife and kids like that. Now, these are practices that are very difficult. I want you to see over here on page 169 um, on the notes over here. Note does not say the parsha adopt these practices, nor do you find our sages ever encouraging such conduct to go so far. Levi suggests that these people had a special situation which called for this way of life. But in normal circumstances, it's wrong. And even against halacha to follow their practices. Indeed, Chovel of Avot and Shar Prishut, beginning of chapter 3, argues against extreme Prishut like this. But what we now do see over here is incredibly <clears throat> the Shar Bitachon comes and tells us that when a person is in a situation where he doesn't have people amongst him, how he emphasizes over here how a person is meant to take his situation and not wish out of it. You know, he's solitary. He's alone. 
Chobot Levavot doesn't say, have bitachon and Shem will take you out. You could. But he's telling us, where should you bitachon last? Where should it be found? Find it. Find it inside the place of where you are and know what's the best thing for you. Doesn't mean you can't daven to get out of that situation. Person single doesn't no no daven, but is there a void within that? Yes, there is. What is that? He gave us from yesterday and today this concept of something that's solitary and how much it does for you. You find yourself in a situation, Bitachon demands of us to find the good, the best, to find Hashem's will within that situation as well. Have a wonderful day. You have been listening to a shear by Hachzeik. If you have been impacted, please share with others. For the daily shear, please visit Hachzeik.com or call 516-600-8080.